0: Welcome to Mortally Wounded Podcast, episode 47. I am your host, Chris.
1: And I'm your host, James.
0: And today I'm... we're joined with a guest. He's not Hi. He's not new to the show, but Dan is joining us today. How are you, Dan?
2: Yeah, I'm good. It's been about, about 250 episodes. So yeah. Well, we're only on 47, mm.
0: so probably not. But... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's good to have more. you back <laughs> again.
1: <laughs> Yeah, it's been a bit it's not been as frequent in, in as in, in like from earlier years, but we here we are. We're in like it's our third episode for the year, second episode. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's only March. We're all right.
1: Yeah, we're one, good. Every,
0: one and a half months, that's all right. Um, we're still
1: but, we're still relevant.
0: <laughs> <laughs> this I think this episode's just gonna be a bit of a general chit chat, catch up on hobby and probably mainly talking about uh, our upcoming annual event, Sydney Slaughter this year. So um yeah, I think that'll be that'll be fun to be the main kind of topic of the show, have a bit of a chat about some plans that we've got maybe for the players pack and what we want to do this year and sponsors and stuff that we've got come on board. Um, but yeah, should we do a bit of a hobby catch up first? Um, I haven't really been doing anything, so I'll hand over to you, James, if you want. <laughs>
1: uh, well, since our last one, um, I just I think I was mentioned in the last episode, Lumineth was um, my sort of first sort of army project for the year, uh, to try and get it ready for the third of April, which is time of recording two weeks away, <laughs> two weekends away. Um, I have finished one unit of, uh, Orland <laughs> wardens. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I'm not really on track for finishing the army properly on time. So I've just been building actually just thought, well, at least have the army built and primed and have some paint on the models for the actual games day for the competition. So that's kind of, <laughs> I've had to ad- adjust the goal. Um, so yeah, I've been building, um, uh, sentinels, just a unit of 10. Don't worry about everyone. Um, <laughs> a, yeah, a stone mage, a, you know, Sonari, Calathar. Um, and cause I'm, I thought, you know, I've just got to think of ways to reduce model count so I can get it done in time. So I decided to take your so I can take the, um, Alareth Stone Wardens, or yeah, that's what yeah, the, Stone the Stone Guard, Stone, yeah, uh, yeah, the Stone Guard, sorry. Um, and I've actually got a, a Starshard Ballista as well. Oh, yeah, um, just because I think it's a cool model, and um, just but finished not building bad either like
0: you never see them, but they're actually pretty good for their points,
1: yeah. yeah. And it just fills, fills out the um, you know, some extra points into the army for to help me finish my goal, and uh, then I've got one of the Spirits of the Mountain. Um, as well, which I just literally just finished building just now, this afternoon. So uh, the room is full of the smell of uh, plastic glue, and I'm loving it. (laughs) love the smell
0: of plastic glue in
1: the morning. Oh, that's great. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, so next up I'll build Teclis, but I won't – I'll do that in sub-assemblies. I won't just build him sort of thing. So I'll probably actually focus in a bit more on him before the event so I can at least get him – Properly assembled on the day. Who knows? I might get another unit painted. Um, I might get make some progress across the army, but I don't think I'm going to have the time to finish it unless I just bunker down next week. I'm actually on a bit of leave from work at the moment, um, in between jobs. Actually, Um, finished up um, eleven years. (laughs) Hey. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, on my way to become from the warship to to the citizenship. Um, but yeah, so I've finished up 11 years service in the Navy. So I'm going on to a different uh, role, but, uh, similar, similar, but different. Um, but yeah, so I'm in between jobs, uh, on leave. I've just been building this week, hanging out with Sam and just kind of chilling. Just want to like relax as much as I can before I get back into a busy sort of fast paced working environment. So, um, yeah. Yeah. So next week, actually, I, I might actually make a good dint in this army, hopefully, in terms of painting. So the airbrush will be getting a good workout next week, I think. Um, so, yeah. But, um, yeah, I'm pretty pleased with how the the wardens have turned out. I know what I'm going to do um, for the colour scheme moving forward, so hopefully that will move things along a bit quicker. Um, yeah. But that's kind of been the hobby for me. Um, I've been playing a lot of games, uh, just the weekly games, down at the, down at the local shop. I've uh, been running my list. I'm intending on taking to Border Wars. Uh, which yeah. is the end of, end of um, end of March, early April, no sorry, end uh, end of April, early, early May, March.
0: early May, yep.
1: yeah, it's the like last, the thirtieth and the first of yep. May or something like, oh April May yeah, um yeah so I've I've reached out to the to, to Nick there uh, for my army because I've got a lot of alternate models. <laughs> So, and in the players pack, if you're listening, read the players pack, um, there's a spe- section that if you've got 3d printed models must submit to the TOs for, um, for their approval. So I did have some fell back 3d printed alternative models. So I just fired off an email with that and just thought I may as well list all the rest of my alternative models, which is about 90% of the army. It's <laughs> <'Cause laughs> so actually just- a
0: fire, fire, four zombies and stuff, right?
1: Yeah, it's the, mix, yeah. the Fireforge zombies mixed with some GW, the new G, GW ones for the ones from the Cursed City box. Um, yeah, I've got my Guardians of the Grave, like living grave guard, and I've got my zombie grave guard. So I just wanted to make sure they were all kosher. Um, yeah, no issues, yeah. all good. It's pretty easy to tell that they're a bit different. They've got swords and shields and stuff like that. So yeah. Um, but everything else in the army is pretty easy to tell. Um, my blood knights so them. Yeah. Sorry, you go. Oh, no, I was just saying the Blood Knights are the Mournful Knights from Game Zone miniatures, so that it's immediately recognisable as a vampire, you know, on, on a, horse. On on a, horse, a horse, you know, yeah, yeah. on an armored horse. So, yeah. But, yeah, so that I've only got to paint a unit of ten wolves and a corpse cut for that. So in this building sort of craze I'm in at the moment, I'm probably just going to build those models um, and get them ready as well and prime them and kind of just sort of start doing them. because so they're the only models I've got to get done. Um, but I'd like to get a... A basic display board done for them as well. Yeah. Um just something for them to sit on. I've got a my sort of generic death one, but um which I'll use for armies in general. Um, but these guys have snowy bases. So I might need to do a sort of more representative environment um board if I get if I can get enough time in. Um, so just, I'll get probably a, do some...
0: just get a snowy um battle mat.
1: <laughs> yeah, a snowy battle mat, cut it out. <laughs> done. <laughs> um but yeah like a, if i yeah i guess you know in a perfect world with all the time and all the skills and knowledge like have like i don't know if you've read you guys have read the um nagash the undying king the undying king have, novel actually yeah it's kind of the way I draw the. It. you have Dan?
2: no i haven't read the novel oh i I've haven't read it, the... yeah yeah.
1: But yeah like the vendrak clan is like where i get like kind of the inspiration for my army and they're all in the frozen Northlands of Shai'ish. So part of like one of their big fortresses is called the mandible. So it's like this fortress in the shape of like the bottom jaw with the teeth for the, you know, the ramparts and stuff like that. So it's, um it's pretty cool. It'd be cool if I could pull off like a fortress made out of the, like that looks like the bottom, like that looks like a human jaw with teeth or something like that. Um, you know, surrounded by mountains covered in snow and, um, with zombies and all sorts of stuff, just climbing, clambering out of it. But um, yeah, that's, that's a pipe dream. <laughs> if I can get that done in time for Border War, I'll be very like, I'll <laughs> be very impressed, but it'll probably end up being like just a, a simple snowy sort of board just to accommodate the, the aesthetic but, um, But yeah, that's kind of been my hobby. That's kind of where I'm at. My my halfling army is off to the side because of this um, Luminith project, but um, I'll definitely be returning to the halflings, um soon but <laughs> as we all know there's new night haunt coming out and yep I'll be all over every release for that so I think Nighthorn are gonna be coming back onto my on onto my um hobby table pretty soon as well. So just ho- I'm hobby butterflying this year. I'm just you know casting off the shackles of discipline and just going wherever I want to go. I don't care. <laughs> <That's
0: laughs> i cool. probably I just yeah. I hope Nighthaunt get Another big monster thing, because mm. like, other than the the black coach, like you've got the Mongol, but it's not that big and it's Forge World, so like I just hope that they get some kind of big monster type thing that is a different to the black coach. It would just be cool, and I think they need yeah. another
1: option. Another option other than yeah, Mongol back or black coach, but um, they
2: need a whole I'll
1: I'll...
2: Of... What was that? Sorry, they need a whole rainbow of coaches: a red coach, a white coach. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what kind of monster do you think would be good for like for Nighthold? Nighthold. Like another uh, like a new monster what would you i don't
0: know some kind of like spectral spirit beast
2: or i don't something. know what the mongol like... is but i think they could do a, a new novel. a new model yeah
1: or like a yeah. mongol kind of creature that's completely new but sort of fulfills that kind of monstrous
2: a giant Grim Reaper would actually be pretty cool. Like, um, yeah. yeah. Almost like a giant, what's the, the guy's guy? Grim Reaper. Reaper but yeah, like a giant one of those. Big one. Mm. Um, yeah, like yeah. Covered in chains, so it's sort of being contained, something that they only take out for uh, yeah. times of
1: great need or something. I
2: think that'd be quite
1: yeah. cool. Yeah, that'd
0: be cool. Well, there is a lot of, yeah, like chain stuff. So they did like that. Cru- they could do some, even if it wasn't a monster, like a big kind of, I don't know, almost like a mechanism, like a machine that's got like chains and stuff that like chains souls down and kind of like the um like a cauldron of blood type thing that you get for daughters of Cain, where it doesn't necessarily have to be a big monster but it's like a big model that Mm. even if it was lots of little nighthorn spirits around it and it was just this big contraption of death or something that either like buffed you or did damage or just they just need another big model that counts as like a monster or behemoth or something
1: maybe like. like a big catapult what if, if only there no, was like there a, a, a death character. faction that had like a <laughs> had some sort of catapult in it. Huh. Yeah. One of the. They one need of a those. Giant monster, I think. To go oh
2: yeah. The new guys. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh, same. those you new know, guys look sick.
2: <laughs> a bolt thrower.
1: Yeah. Oh, that. Yeah. I'm so excited for it. I'm. I love those new models. The new character. Um. I know his abilities. Like, seems a bit chat on paper, but it's just one of those ones that are. If they go, if it goes off, it's awesome. And it's a, it's a cheer moment, but you know, it's one of those ones, you just can't rely on it, obviously.
2: <laughs> the yeah, role, it's, it's, yeah.
1: it's, it's, it's a pretty sticky role, but like, you know, if you get to turn four, good, <laughs> you know, you might get it. Yeah. Like every now <laughs> but you, but you and then just you'll balls. get a game you where just... you
0: do like 10 mortals, 11 mortals, like yeah, in like, yeah. two turns of the game. But realistically, I think you're going to do almost nothing
1: with it. Yeah. But that's what makes it so good because the times when you do get it and it just, destroys something you just like loving life it's just the best <laughs> live for those rare moments <laughs>
0: yeah too funny all right dan how about you what hobby have you been up to or, Can currently I be doing?
2: So, <laughs> or do you want me to lie i'm painting no, but tell us what you're doing <laughs> i'm painting harlequins but um no, it's just last year I didn't really paint much of anything. The bits that I did paint was mostly Blood Bowl. So I painted a necromantic horror team. I painted like a few like star players and accessories to the escaping team, which I have, obviously, and the Lizardman team. So those are the three teams I play in Blood Bowl. But um just for fun, I painted a solitaire and a shadowseer, which are like the uh, caster and just um, kind of like a special character in Harlequins. But I wanted to test like a new just different things to do. So I was like, this is purely going to be a passion project thing before it even got going. So I was like, I'm not painting any metallics because I hate painting metallics. So all of my metallics are like warpstone green for lack of a better term. But um <laughs> I started painting them was freehanding the diamonds. So I wanted to practice wet blending and freehand. So I've kind of figured moving forward whenever I do something new, like the, whatever project I do after this, I'm going to try a non-metallic metal. And then I'll eventually concede my airbrush. So I'm gonna try and um, do it. Do something different each time. I do something new, and I so I painted a couple of models last year. I did enjoy painting them. So I was like, okay, I'll get like a normal troop. Like, wasn't really fully intending on playing 40k, and for the even for the most part, I still don't know the rules. Like, I played like a handful of small things, but um, I'm not played a 2,000 point game yet. But um, I played one actually, but it was like more of a Kind of intro thing with Nathan, but um, it just started painting these, like they've come out really well. It's the best stuff I've painted by far. Um, like I said, it's all stuff that I want to practice and get better at. Um, I think I will come back to AOS when the time is right based on Rob Simon's latest rumor. What, when does the get their new book? <laughs> it depends on what comes out with it, too, because I've not really kept up enough of the change in edition, so I think, um so to me, like, hobby was always, like, a social thing, That like, moving to a different country, like, say, as you, Chris, like, I didn't really play this back in the UK, and it became, like, a way of meeting people, traveling, going places, which I, I like yeah. doing, but um, I think I burned myself out from the actual game, so um, sort of, like, eased my way back into it by painting a few characters, and now that's sort of turned to be painting six Harlequin bikes right now, so it's... Um, yeah, I think too far in before and taking a break and I'll come back to it when the time is right. I don't think Skaven are in the best spot from what I could see, but, um, I don't really want to do a new iOS project. So I'll sort of wait for them to get their time. And it's not because they're not, um, good. It's more because I've already used all those units to death. Like I've already played with them and uh, they seem quite, um, inflexible with what you can take at the moment. So, um, I'm waiting for a book just to mix it up like I, i've always played like the um the different clans and like the battalions that were in the book that have now been removed and so i'm just waiting for them to get like more of a a makeover in terms of variety, variety and like variability and sort of lists and things like that i think at the minute it's very much storm fiends and even when like the top of the meadow is playing like warfire five and things like that i never really did that never really taken to storm beams for whatever reason so um see i'm just painting harlequins i'm gonna try and get 2k and because there are only um we have eight data sheets that war scrolls so i've got all eight of them and it's one of those that you can't really get too carried away with it like once you put 2k that's it it's not going to turn into like the however many thousand points i have of scoping because i've got so many different things so more like i compare it to like um like deepkin or fire slayers where the range is quite limited I think that's kind of the the point to a degree. So, yeah, it's I kind of like it because you can't do anything that extravagant about like about if, if you want to mix them up, it's going to be a playstyle thing as opposed to painting another forty models or like, um, do you know what I mean? So uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, but I've gone to the dark side and I'm painting 40.
0: <laughs> I think it's the I think it's the right thing to do though. Like if you want to just paint stuff because is do something completely new because then you don't have any existing models that you're like trying to fit them in with or anything like you can, you want to learn new techniques and new styles, like doing something that's completely, yeah. completely new means, <clears throat> means that like you can do everything completely new. Like it doesn't need to blend also in with an existing army. If you decided you liked it and you wanted to use it. So you're more free, I think to like
2: completely yeah, try new stuff. Of course. I think um, with Skaven, I got that because the different clans, I would paint them like the uniform colors. Like, I'd paint Pestilence green, I would paint um, Squire more metallic heavy because I've got metal. Like, um, kind of kept it interesting. I should not use darks so or blacks and dark grays and more monochrome. Um, yeah. So, but then there's ultimately you're still limited um, in what you can do with that. And I just think I've always liked elves, but I just haven't. The, the type of elves I like in Sigma, I would probably be leaning towards the Wanderers. And I just don't see them getting, I think I already had one of my armies squatted, like it just, <laughs> I don't see it happening. So like, I've been playing Hurt City every week and I've, I painted the Wood Elf character, like, um, bashed it a little bit with like a head swap and that's been really fun. But, um, that's kept it interesting. And even when I did that, I was like, I could really do a, a Wanderer's army, but I just don't want to go down the path of just something not getting any support or variability <laughs> yeah. anymore.
0: Doing yeah. a whole other yeah. army that you then can't actually play in <clears throat> tournaments and stuff like Tomb Kings and.
1: Well, there's like the rumors yeah, of the Konathi Kurn- um, isn't it like hopes and dreams of a Konathi army coming up in some you point think, in the future,
0: like with Sylvaneth maybe or as their own thing.
1: I maybe it's you their can own thing them being
2: supplemented into Sylvaneth. Hmm. I think that would be a, a part of it. But the, the, the thing with me and this is why I, I went for Harlequins and not um like Luminef or Forty K is like it's like, uh, the kernel are very AOS in that, um, yeah, they're quite goofy. And like, it's, it's like they're merging elves with animals all the time. So like, you still an at like, the tree spirits. Um, when daughters of Cain came out, cause if, uh, you guys all remember, but I started a daughters of Cain army, maybe like two or three months before that book came out, I was doing like a witch to play like dark elves and, um, yeah. then when the actual range came out, it killed my motivation because of the snake, elves, which a lot of people really like, but, um. For me, it's like why they like, the merging elves of animals and the Luminef out they're the like cow elves and they're even like cosplaying as cows. And like, uh, <laughs> I think for uh, every foxes. person who loves that, there's another yeah. person who it. And I'm one of the people on the end of, it's pushed me towards Eldar as a, in 40k as opposed to Sigma. And I think, I can see what they're doing because like the talking thing's been done to death, but I kind of like talking elves, so it's, um,
1: yeah
2: yeah well, they've think... got, a,
1: they got a game for that as well so exactly yeah. so it's
2: already there so um i think that's probably why i ended up going to like harlequin and I've, i'm kit bashing these as well i'm not just taking them out of the box i can head swapping every model like i'm modifying all of them but i'm um, doing all the free freehand work as well like i said before um but i think that's why even if i did do like half the lumina range you could sort of get around like i do like the kangaroos i'll give them that but um <laughs>
1: Just oh, embrace, I, it, I, embrace it, embrace
2: <laughs> it. I probably would do... I wouldn't read the rules, and I would do everything but the antlet. Like it's, I would avoid the cow half of the army. <laughs> so, oh. <laughs> um, I was going to say, card. the Sentinels and the Wardens
0: are pretty <clears throat> standard, high-elfy Dawnrider rider kind of thing.
2: Pretty, yeah, yeah I, I love the Dawn Rider models. I think they're amazing. Mm-hmm. And I think, to me, there's more appeal in that side of like it than the more goofy ones like i really like deepkin for example like, like the mounts i like the eels i like the the deep mirror i think it's probably one of my favorite models they've ever done but yeah, just as a mount itself um like i could probably see myself doing that one day but um even then i think i would bash and head swap in the marty just to probably make them look more like wanderers so hmm. um like i would bash them with that wildwood rangers or something which i'm kind of doing with these already so maybe not but um I would find some way to do something with them. It's a little bit different.
0: Yeah. So.
1: No, but cool. yeah, like, is there anywhere online where we can have where people can check out your harlequins?
2: Uh, have you been? Have
1: so. been posting them anywhere? Oh, group chat. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah other than the group chat. <laughs> well, we could found always
0: we could always chat. put them up on the Facebook page if you send us some good pictures. I'll send you yeah. some pictures.
2: It's the best stuff I've painted by far. So, yeah, yeah, they look, they look really cool. So. They've
1: got the you know the masks where you've painted those kind of creepy face masks. Yeah. and um yeah. it's very cool. Like they look. And you are been by Daylight. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I've been basing out of it it. So. <laughs> well, exactly. What, yeah.
1: um, what are those? Are they speeders? Those um, little spaceships? These are called.
2: Um, no, these are the bikes. These are skyweavers. Yeah. So. Uh,
1: okay, but there's the one yeah. that you have got the Harley Quinn pattern on the fuselage the oh that's
2: shit. a star weaver or a void weaver so that's a uh, yeah.
1: Yeah,
2: yeah. yeah um they're all sold out because um like if if people talk about like aos and meta tracing, when something's good in 40k it becomes not available for like three or four months so <laughs> i bought i was like trying to do the thing where you only paint as you buy and then i went it's not seen the well, table i'm not playing any games until everything's painted which i've already not done but um <laughs> better than most. does
1: anyone ever do that
2: <laughs> i did for a while. I did. <laughs> But, um, I try. No, <laughs> this is what makes my 1k, which is why I'm painting now. But um, rather than stocking up on them, I was gonna just wait as I go because I'm basically painting every bottle like a character. I'm not batch painting anything. And um, the bikes and batch baking is a bit different, but um, yeah, they're not going to be available anytime soon. I think by the time I can get them, they'll be nerfed. So, um, but they're apparently good. Like, the only th- I went into a comic company that like obviously the local store for me and um, all the Eldar in general were sold out. Like, before, like, even when leaks were still coming out, everything was gone, which surprised me compared to AOS. You see things go off the shelves, I'm not quite to that. Um, at least I've not seen it to that degree, where like, an entire block in a store which holds way more than GW, that like, you've not been to a comic company recently, I imagine, Chris, but, like, they've got, the entire wall is now... Games or workshops—they've got. It, they have so much more stock than any GW store other than Warhammer. World. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it, this entire section missing where the Tower was. This entire section missing where the other were. Uh, And the only thing left were like the <laughs> Webway gates because they were terrible. And then they did a preview on like Warhammer community where the Webway gates are good now. And then like, I went in maybe two days later, they're all gone. Like <laughs> so, it's uh, definitely more of a a thing. It would appear to buy everything out as fast as possible in yeah this side of the, the store yeah.
0: or so. People like playing good stuff. That's never gonna change. So um but yeah no that's cool. And yeah, like I say, send us some pictures because um I'm sure people
1: I'll will send want to some see pictures. It you and, might have um,
2: to remind me but I'll send that's
1: some pictures. Yeah we'll get them up. <clears throat> so if um uh, yeah people who listening want to check out Dan's um Elder they look amazing. So um we'll get some pictures up um in due course. But um but yeah. Well, and what's for what anyone
0: happening? else that has, uh, yeah. oh no, I was about to say something silly then about. For anyone else that's got like 40k models that look really nice, if they wanted somewhere to display them, but then I'm like, oh no, we're a fantasy <clears> event; it's <throat> not a thing. Um, yeah. But I was trying <laughs> to segue it. into slaughter then, but I suppose we could, we
1: could, maybe we one. could do a, maybe we Maybe could do a 40k category <clears <clears <throat> for for the for people who just want to just have
2: a miscellaneous like, for like 40k blood bowl macro. Yeah, open. Yeah, yeah, whatever. yeah.
1: Mm, yeah.
2: Blood. Yeah. So. yeah.
0: Okay, maybe. Well, anyway, so with that, let's talk about Sydney Slaughter, which is upcoming, less than three months now, um, for twenty twenty two. It's year five of Sydney Slaughter, which is exciting. A l- little bit of an anniversary there. So, yeah, it um, would have
1: been it would have been six years actually if it wasn't for um the Coco uh, Bobo.
0: Yeah, <laughs> okay,
1: but so it's, it's five, five now. now.
2: <laughs> it, was like, it was like sixteen people. <laughs>
1: Yeah, you Um, were. Yeah.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But, yeah, so obviously the ticket sales went amazingly this year. Um, We sold out all 64 spots in less than three hours, which is easily a record, and we're, yeah, blown away by that. Um, So thank you for everyone for showing your support for the event, and especially without a player pack or anything being out, like, it's awesome. It kind of means that you have faith in me (laughs) or faith in us to put on a, a good event that you want to come to, so... Their um, yeah, um, so no, that should be cool, um, and yeah, we're really just in the in the thick of planning everything now. So um, most things will stay the same, like the painting competition and stuff. But I think we can uh, expand that a little bit, add a few more categories, um, get some get some more of those nice trophies for people because um, that was definitely a draw for people, I know. So um, it'd be cool to see that expanded. And um, given that we've decided we don't want to expand the um, player numbers. Um and sixty-four I think is a is a solid number. Yeah. Um and yeah, like we've obviously got the terrain and and stuff. I think uh, James and I are gonna get some more mats um for the event this year. Um from one of our sponsors that's come on board. So they're not an Australian one either. So hopefully they'll there'll be some cool mats that people won't necessarily have seen on tables before. Um so I think we're going to get a bunch of them in and then maybe have some that we can sell for people that are interested as well, because um, they'll be coming from overseas, so they won't be as available. So, um, yeah, I think that'll be cool. How about you, James? Are you excited?
1: Yeah, man, very excited. i um, just in that phase now where I've been sending out emails for sponsorships. So, yeah, as you as you have been as well. Um, yeah, so got some, some companies in mind. That would be really cool if we could get them on board again. Uh, So War and Peace Games, we had them last year, reached out to them. Combat Company, so hoping to hear back from them soon. Um, Also have reached out to Dark Fantastic Mills, uh, so hopefully we can get something there. Uh, Yeah, speaking of Dark Fantastic Mills, this is just a little side note. Um, I was randomly selected uh, from their list of followers on Instagram slash um, Twitter or whatever and actually won some of their new – one of their new train pieces like the new tower pieces that they've got coming out so um just sort of planned that little idea in my head maybe we should see if we get them on board as a sponsor so yeah, um that's so that's in the that's I in the pipeline really cool Congrats. oh i was so stoked i woke up in that i woke up that morning and there was just in my twitter feed um you've won this and i'm just like wow yes awesome so yeah i of course i Got onto him straight away and um, bought a few more pieces just to kind of make it more worth his while. Sending it out from the UK, um, so yeah, I've got a little, bit of a little bundle of um, terrain coming my way. Um, but I digress. So hopefully that bears more fruit and we get them on board as a um, as a sponsor. Um, but yeah, also organising coins. So um, for those who were with with us last year, we had some um, Sydney slaughter um, collector coins or commemorative coins. So we're doing that again this year. So every every player will receive a coin um, when they uh, rock up for registration on the day. And this time, because it's our fifth anniversary, we're getting special silver fifth anniversary coins uh, made for the event. So um, looking forward to getting those in our hot little hands. And there'll be some other sport, uh coming as well. So stay tuned for that. I uh, don't want to give away too much at the moment. I don't want to make all these promises and then not deliver. But um, yeah, I'm really excited about that. We're just... Uh, enjoying the organization phase that we're in at the moment just kind of gathering that pace and can't thank you guys enough for um selling out the event in under three hours so originally I thought it was under two uh got that a bit wrong but it's actually wasn't just just shy of three hours we actually sold out so um just want to set that record straight there but um we (laughs) are very yeah just so overwhelmed because we've got all the the funds sitting there now just to go ahead and do all the things we need to do to organize the event and uh, it just makes it so much easier to do to do all that kind of stuff so yeah um and yeah doing the ticketing through eventbrite has been really smooth a lot smoother than last year, yeah. <laughs> last year. <laughs> we had like that breakdown of you know of the website and Dealing with PayPal and blah, blah, blah is just a, a nightmare. So, this has been so much easier this year um, with Eventbrite. So, um, yeah. yeah. So, but yeah, yeah obviously, we we're able to
0: have the ticket price kind of brought back down again <clears throat> this year because obviously, last year we had to put it up and make that investment in mats, all the terrain and everything. And, um, but that was kind of a one off. And now we've got that. We've kind of been able to bring the ticket price back down and also obviously massive thanks to everyone that came last year and treated the venue and everything really well and they loved it like the venue absolutely loved having us and as i say i think i said after the event last year they kind of the the functions manager approached me and said like thanks um i've heard loads of great comments from people that were there over the weekend and then we'd like to offer you like a substantial discount on future venue hire, um, which has obviously had a massively positive impact this year in terms of reducing the cost um, to just have to hire the hall. So it means that we've got more prize support that we can offer. So um, yeah. yeah, as James and- said, like reaching out to loads of places, I've, I've got some more sponsors that have come on board as well this year. So um, we'll get some more stuff from them, which would be cool. And yeah, um, I think it will be, I think it'll be a really good year for people to turn up. And hopefully we can get literally, we can try and get to a position where every single person that turns up is going to go home with something. Like everyone will go home with a coin and something else, but additional price support past that, which would be awesome. So,
1: Yeah. And if, uh, yeah, with the mats as well, we'll, I think we'll be selling those as well. So, um, yeah. we're just, that's all in the in the pipeline though. All, all will be revealed in due course. So, yeah, if you like some of the mats that are on the tables, uh, high chance that you'll be able to take one home with you. So, not take it home with you. First exchange, <laughs> I'm like, buy one and take it home with you. <laughs> buy one and take it home at the end of the event. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. So that's. Um, I know that Gabe's done that at Runex before. I've yeah. actually bought bought um, mats, a mat from him last time I was at Runex. So it's a good idea. It's a good way to get uh, a, a good, cheap cheaper mat. Um yeah. and, and it's that the perfect will be- time
0: because they're the new size.
1: Yeah, the new size as well. So, yeah, the influx of new mats means we'll have to tape down less mats in the setup. So I'm happy about that.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, but yeah. But, yeah, again,
0: with the setup, obviously, last year, we, everyone, like, pre-set up terrain, pre-rolled mm. terrain, um, and that we yep. got so much positive feedback. That will definitely be something that everyone will rock yeah. up to. Like, all the terrain and tables will already be basically ready to go. Yep. Um, so I think the one thing I'm thinking about this year for player pack and stuff is... Around terrain rules um Mm -hmm. i think i'm gonna bring in kind of impassable line of sight blocking terrain on every table um yeah
2: bringing in 40k
0: terrain so like it's more it's becoming more common i think in like tts events like every map like pre-set up maps with stuff where there's a bit big obvious bits of terrain that are this blocks line of sight and is impassable so like it helps hmm. against the shooting, but then also if it's beat, it doesn't just give the big combat things that have got six inch pie plate bases, free reign yeah. to go wherever they want without getting shot kind of thing. So, um, yeah, I think more and more there's stuff in the game where you need to be able to hide things and you need line of sight blocking. So I'm definitely going to try and I think hmm. do that this year. and um, we know how much of a menace long strikes are, so if we can, if we can try and do something about blocking line of sight, but also don't want to just, yeah, boost combat armies up too much either. So I think being able to play around and not stand big models in certain positions, I think will just give a bit yeah. more tactical ability to people to counter deploy and stuff like that. So.
1: Yeah, exactly. And, and also like, um, I think one thing we should consider is sort of specifying on tables. What, what piece of train can be garrisoned, um, what can be defensible and obviously your um, passable as well. Impassable. Yeah. Um, which is already in the core rules. So it's, you know, but if we can sort of, there's always that grey area. kind of, before you start the game, obviously you've got to agree upon what terrain feature is able to be what. Uh, But we could take away that, um, you know, take away that uh, conversation and just have it on the table set out. This is garrisonable. This is impassable, This is sensible, And just so it's all there on the table um, and the effects are already on the table. So you're pretty much just rocking up everything's there you just know what's what and you just roll off to see cable sides Like, well, yeah. put your objectives down you know that's it yeah go from we'll there.
0: just get have to yeah have obviously a bunch of tokens ready to go for all the tables um yeah obviously yep. Last, last year we were having to roll table one table two now we don't need to do that it's all just yeah yeah normal six um but yeah we'll have to get a bunch of tokens if we want to say yeah these ones are impassable like Hmm. obscuring or whatever. I think my aim as well, because the table sizes have got smaller and we obviously bought the terrain for last year where it was 10 pieces-ish per table, whereas now it's probably more like eight. That'll help us use some of the bigger bits as well to kind of go. We probably have four main bits on each table that are line of sight blocking and impassable. And then maybe the other four bits are all kind of smaller pieces that are garrisonable, defensible, whatever it is.
1: Yeah, Um, Depending on what the piece is, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's exciting! Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah, I'm looking forward to it. And yeah. with in terms of the pack, how far, how much, how much longer do we have to wait for the um the pack, Chris?
0: Pressure. Um, I'm hoping. <laughs> it, um, I I mean, if it's not out by next weekend, I'm on leave for a week, so it'll definitely get out hmm. the weekend after. So, within the next two weeks, absolutely, it'll be out. Um, yeah, So cool. people people will still have a good two two and a bit months. Um, kind yeah. of to see the pack, but there's not going to be anything crazy in there. Like I say, like there won't be um, obviously last year we did something different and brought in anvils of apotheosis and all that stuff, which we won't do this year. It will be pretty standard by the book kind of AOS three. But like I say, I think the only thing I'm thinking I might change up will be um, like terrain rules and and stuff like that, just tightening, Mm. not, not tightening that stuff up, but kind of saying, oh, every table has got defensible line of sight blocking. Mm. Um, impassable and stuff like that. Um, and now otherwise, I think we'll just let people go with their with AOS 3 and and see how see how we go. But um, it's kind thing, of I'm,
1: enough, there's enough stuff to keep on top of with AOS yeah. 3 anyway.
0: Now, so we'll yeah, well yeah as, I think so. Yeah, yeah. especially yeah. people are going to be mm. having to keep on top of grand strategy, their tactics, like all that stuff as well, in terms hunters
1: of that, and predators, yeah. <laughs>
0: Oh yeah, well, exactly. Yeah, that will be in effect the new battle scroll so hunter units, pre- like predator units all that
2: stuff. So what you were going to say.
0: So yeah. um yeah, like all that all that will be in place. So yeah, I don't I don't think we necessarily need to change that much and um and yeah, I think it'll be cool. One thing I'm very excited about I've wanted for a few years and this is the first year I've kind of I think been able to get it across the line with the venue because as I say of last year how well it, the event went down is we're going to be able to have a um sydney slaughter themed cocktail special ah, in the yes. bar <laughs> um which is going to be cool so well that's all i'll say we'll keep the actual kind of cocktail and details secret but there will be a uh, a special discounted cocktail um available in the bar in the hall for everyone um and then also what we're going to do just to try and encourage people i guess to spend money behind that bar to give back to the venue as well is um or we'll every five Kind of dollars or whatever you spend behind the bar you'll get raffle ticket entries and then at the end we'll do basically the raffle and pull out um a prize um so one of our kind of big items of prize support will go to the winner of that raffle so hopefully people put decent spend behind the bar and then um, we can kind of give back to the venue that way as well
1: absolutely so. and the restaurant will be um, on board again um so they were yep. fantastic last year so yeah, I'm,
0: I'm talking to them as well and see if they might, with a bit more advanced warning, do some specials as well um, that aren't necessarily on their normal menu, just to give people, again, options mm. for, you know, like the kind of $10 or burgers, like all that kind of normal stuff as well. Um, but yeah. I need, that stuff's not confirmed yet, so I just need to kind of continue those conversations. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, definitely hoping that um, we'll be able to. Like I say, it's it's just great this year knowing the venue, knowing we're there, they've got experience with us um they
2: want to work with you yeah they want
0: to work with us exactly i mean the kitchen was brilliant last year anyway straight away um for the first year with that that new owner um but especially yeah coming back this year and him knowing the kind of people that are going to be there the time scale and, and stuff like that will just really help so um yeah i'm just really looking forward to running it and um and being there like every year it's my birthday so i always have a good time and just yeah. seeing the game, seeing the games, catching up with everyone. Now, off, now, obviously I'm up in Brisbane. It's going to be a weekend of travel. So, um, it'll be kind of a weekend away and yeah, it should be fun.
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. The only Sydney event where it's run by people who don't live in Sydney. <laughs>
0: apart from that dan, dan can help us just yeah drive Not running bring,
2: anything. No, just, no
1: responsibilities just
2: bring
0: stuff along in your car for us yeah. i asked you if you needed
2: help and you told me no
0: <laughs> i need help setting up and that's about it but um
2: yeah no we should be good I've well, lost my standing around on the stage doing nothing which has for the last few years do, wanna, do you want to be the? Crazy.
1: do you want to be the buy buster dan
2: uh let me give me time to think about what i would like to do and then i'll take ask a you James, just Chris take just take me? a well, fun list
0: there's been more Can I be a referee?
2: I wear, like the full black and white stripes if you buy your own costume giant lumina horns <laughs> cow helmet and all
0: yeah. um, just embrace what, it. there's been more talk recently <laughs> about allowing legends slash fan-made battle tomes at tournaments <clears throat> i know so oh yeah yeah do we do we allow tomb kings do we allow legends i'm probably gonna not gonna say be fan fair made. everyone
1: else.
0: i'm probably Everybody. gonna say not fan yeah. made battle tomes for now but potentially do we allow legends i don't know
1: hmm. well yeah i i don't in principle don't see any problem with that but um I know I'm Warhammer sure.
2: Worlds led um, a couple of events, but they've used the old points for legends things. Hmm. I think as long as they don't win, it seems to be okay. <laughs> yes.
0: well that's the thing, right? As long as the point, as long as. The Last time I played Tomb Kings,
1: I went five and zero at the event. So, exactly, so. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: Like,
1: you know, if, you never saw Bretonians going five and zero though, no, compared never, to Tomb Kings. <laughs> I think Tomb Kings
2: are still good. at the better game. So, I'd have a better chance. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Do they need if they need loads of overlapping um, command abilities and stuff? Then they probably don't work as well anymore because they can't because of core rules. So they might not know. be too bad. They might not be too bad, but they'll, benefiting, anyway, we'll, they'll we'll be benefiting
1: a, from all the like the non-holly within rules. Uh-huh. Yeah.
0: yeah, we'll have a, we'll have a think. I'm thinking it's probably a no, but we'll have a
2: think. I'm not going to play anyway. I don't know how to play OS three well enough.
1: <laughs> That's why you're a good <laughs> no, buy buster. No. Yeah, you're no, not supposed I, to
2: win, there. Yeah, but i need yeah. to know the fundamentals of what the rules are that's the i'm difference.
1: a i'm a terrible buy buster I, you are I, I was about to say yeah. remember the ball. buy
0: buster is not supposed to win poor jet <laughs> <laughs> poor jet
1: <laughs> sorry jet he got his revenge though so it's all good <laughs> and Jet's sorry revenge. shem sorry that's shem funny. as well
0: you've done it twice now that's so funny Oh, too funny if but yeah. jet, I'm gonna
2: crush him so everyone else can win so.
0: what do you what do you think <laughs> like both of you about kind of suggestions for do we tweak any, do we tweak anything or does just those kind of terrain rules seem enough? I'd
2: be curious to know, just cause this is one thing that does exist in 40k that's very well established as line of sight blocking, which is basically you're untargetable behind what you call obscuring terrain pieces, unless your wound count is above a certain number, and then you can be shot. So I'd be curious to see if you think, um, that would be necessary, or depending on how big the pieces are on each table. Uh, if like, for example, you've got like, I don't know, the corn dragon is the biggest thing I can think of, like past a certain wound characteristic, if that would change anything, would be just true, line of sight? Hmm. For argument's sake, what you would think of that, or if you think you wouldn't need that, because you said you wanted to help combat armies against strong shooting without nerfing the combat armies. Hmm. So, no, I said I don't want to make it no, too the, strong.
0: I don't yeah. want to make the combat yeah. armies too strong. So I want to have like impassable terrain, so that you Bit can at least mm-hmm. be like, okay, well I can anchor against this piece of terrain, knowing a moor crusher can't just plant itself there, kind of thing. So, so you, you, you wouldn't collect-
2: want to add something where um, you can still see something that's massive even behind that piece of terrain is, is where I'm going.
0: Yeah, maybe I'm trying to find because I'm pretty sure the core terrain rules for like that uh, talk about blocking line of sight um like the um, wildwood rules i'm pretty sure they say stuff over a certain unless you fly of, and things like that. Yeah, yeah a certain amount of wounds or whatever can't be seen so i probably keep that stuff because yeah i do think it's silly like i mean if you've got a terrain piece bigger than archaeon anyway mm. then okay maybe i can't be seen but realistically yeah probably not
1: <laughs> we'll, probably, we'll probably have to make some of the forests on the table we'll make the forests like wildwood Word, yeah,
0: well, I think all you know, forests, yeah. like if they're forests, yeah. they're supposed to have the wildwood. They're just not yeah. awakened wildwoods anyway. But
1: Yeah, exactly. And um, I've got a couple of thoughts um, about tweaks, whether or not they'll make it through. I know I've already mentioned one of these to you, Chris, but um, that is uh, <laughs> in the spirit of um, mixing it up for slaughter, but not going too far. But that is uh, each battle you have to pick a new grand strategy and you can't pick the same grand strategy twice over the course of the tournament. So each battle, you, you've got a different grand strat.
0: I don't know how I feel about it, is my honest answer.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Just, I don't know. Like There are a lot of grand strategies, to be fair. Um, it's just then, when do you do it? Do you both pick blindly? Do you do, like, you know, when, like, you're obviously picking it when you know what your opponent's army is, obviously, but then do you pick it? Before deployment, do you uh, and then it's I don't know, and then it's tracking it as well to make sure that people don't do the same one twice and
1: track it mm. in um, down under pairings
0: can um, set it up. But yeah, I mean, maybe because there are definitely some armies that just have the easiest like grand strategy ever because they're like, Yeah, all, it doesn't become a thing, they like, just pull to... battle line and you're like, Cool, <laughs> like my whole yeah. army's. Or like prize prize
1: store uh, prize sorcery, sorcery or, yeah. For Lumineth, like that
0: yeah, you have to like literally lose. or you death, have to get tabled.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. 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 So that was that's one thing I thought might be interest an interesting sort of twist. Um yeah. But I don't know I don't know. Like what do you guys think Like a group strategy for
0: each game. Like I don't hate it.
1: Yeah, it just means like it kind of it yeah, it just it's it's too it, broad. It adds it's another too- Another layer of challenge for you know the more more skilled players as well, um, who might need to think. Give them something a bit more to think about um, on those. Especially when you get to your top tables, it might be a strategic choice of which grand strategies you yeah. uh, pick. You know, if you want to save that easy one for you know your last battle for the you know the top table um, round five sort of sort of yeah. thing, or whether you, you know there's that kind of layer of um, decision making. But yeah, that's just something I thought, yeah, to throw in there. I don't hate um...
0: it. And to be fair, people mm. it, doing your five battle tactics is just so normal now as part of the game. So I don't think it actually like gives you that much more to pick. It's yeah, it's that game. You mm. know, you've got a choice of. You've, there's enough that I think any army can have five options, especially yeah. if you've got the battle time ones as well. Like, yeah, I don't hate that. It does give you more options now because a lot of battle times or white dwarf updates, et cetera, have given three or so additional army specific grand strategies. So
1: yeah, I'm probably yeah. not
0: opposed I'm probably not opposed to that. It will help as well differentiate the games.
1: Yeah. Like bit, um maybe exactly and but um would people listening um reach out to us, let us know what you think of that idea. Um whether you think it's something we should do or not or whether it's just adding extra too much and we should just leave not leave the leave the game alone. <laughs> um but yeah I think that's, that's so like fair. <laughs> it's. i think it's just a, a minor of enough tweak to kind of yeah. make it a little bit different but not without adding extra layer yeah. of bookkeeping Actually,
0: yeah but, the more i think about it i like it because there's so many that you're like oh i probably just you just can't pick that because you're like oh if it's kill all of your opponent's monsters and then you pair into gargans you're like oh Great. Well, I'm not doing so. There's just some that you never pick because you're like, oh, mm. but what if I come up into like hero hammer or monster hammer? But you could just do one pairing where they've got a monster, and you're like, yeah. oh, I'll probably be able to kill that. Probably and you go, do okay, that one. This yeah. will be the yeah. one where I'll go kill the monster.
1: Yeah, um, and then when you're up against an army where you, you, yeah, where you, like you said, like you would never be able to achieve it because of those sorts of reasons. Like you might, you've just got another option to choose something you could actually achieve so there's the the positive spin on it as well For like you could leverage it to your advantage to get those extra extra three points at the um end of the game so and then also hmm.
0: no one can ever be like oh it was such a terrible matchup because like oh i've got this grand strat i have to do and their whole army was monsters or and i I, but they just got theirs because their whole army was battle line kind of thing so At least every single game, yeah, it's your choice of picking something you think you can do. And then, yeah, there's no just, oh, it was just a terrible draw in terms of at least grand strategy. And that is a six-point swing, potentially, like if you get yours and you stop your opponent. So it will be meaningful for sure.
1: Yeah, yeah. So,
0: yeah, all right. I reckon that's probably going to go in. You've (laughs) You've changed my mind on it, James. (laughs)
2: It seems like a very good thing to do. I'm surprised it was James suggesting it to you and not the other boy around.
1: (laughs) Yeah. No. But yeah.
2: (laughs) The um
0: the wildwood thing, yeah. I just checked, and the normal wildwood is it blocks visibility, but it doesn't block stuff for ten or more wounds. Yeah. Okay. uh, That's
2: not the same exact number, but it's the
0: same principle. Yeah. Look, I think that's fine. Hmm. Um, maybe we make it nine wounds so dragons can get fucked.
1: But uh, no, it's fine. <laughs> pricing them out of the game. Oh, we, you well, see, they increase we, the dragons by fifty
2: points each.
0: Uh, just bring in comp. You can't bring you can't take a unit that costs more than three hundred and thirty points.
2: Yeah,
1: let's just yeah. make
0: it three hundred and thirty nine points. <laughs> just say what we're actually trying to say. <laughs> yeah, no dragons allowed here. No, um, no yeah. dragon. You can bring your dragons, people. I'm sure Rob will. I'm sure. Rem, Rob will be there with his dragons. He's always wanted an all dragon army anyway. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, now I don't want to do any target like very targeted at specific unit things. Like, I'm not going to do no. points, co- points comp or anything like that. It's going to be general stuff that I think should be in the game anyway. Like, I think you should have a okay, models can't stand here also if something stood behind this you can't see them kind of thing but again if it's a giant thing that's got loads of wounds that wall probably shouldn't block line of sight like you said dan so i think that's all pretty Mm. reasonable and like i say, playing online like tts and playing in the like release the beast 3 at the moment and with the like australian team they've got all those rules in and i think people are getting more and more used to playing them in a competitive setting of like the terrain being a bit more impactful and not just being something you stand next to for plus one to cast or a mystical or whatever like it's an actual okay well i've stood my guy behind this like you can't see them now and Mm. and stuff like that or going oh i don't want you to be able to charge your more crusher that can just move 36 inches or whatever like okay well at least i can put models here and then i can stand next to it knowing you can't fit there kind of thing like you should be able to stand in places and know that you've got you're using the terrain to your advantage right it's 300 what is it where they use the 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 narrow passageway in the rock to funnel an army it's using terrain to
1: your yeah there's got to be like allowance in the game for those sorts of cool strategic uses of terrain i think that's all part of a battle you know like in that this thing that we're supposed to be simulating but anyway the second thing and this is something i don't necessarily think needs to happen but i just think it'll be interesting to to see what people would think of it um and that is reverting the coherency rules back to second edge. Um, no, <laughs> I'm not gonna do that. So don't no. get rid of get rid of the new coherency rules and go back to where we were used to. Or make,
2: make Skaven great again. <laughs> nah,
1: make conga make conga lines great again. <laughs> I'm not I'm not doing
0: that. It's too big a change to like core mechanic and
1: yeah, yeah. Well it's nah. kind of brought they they rein that in to fit with the smaller table and the new rule set and stuff like that. So I think yeah. it would get a bit out of control. <laughs> yeah.
0: I'm not doing that. Or maybe you just want to string them. zombies. You just want to string 40 <laughs> zombies in a straight line
2: across the board.
1: Well, what's wrong with that? And then, uh, but <laughs> I want to have 10, no, want my <laughs> 10 direwolves in a row.
2: <laughs> Raise um, a wall. We're going to build a wall out of direwolves. Nah, I can tell you right now that one. Lengthways,
1: lengthways across the
2: <laughs> board. Go facing east. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay. Um, I'm. I'm sure there's a few cheers for that out there, though.
2: Yeah, probably does. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah. I right. looking... Oh, you've lost my army. I'm no playstyle. Nice. No. So.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, we said we keep this one fairly short, and I think we're just uh, yeah, kind of chatting it. about things first. <laughs> there's
1: a quickie I'm with Dan. Just, that out, just in for a quickie with Dan. <laughs>
2: First two
0: minutes of your life. There, Riley's about to walk through the door, so I'm trying to wrap this up as well. All oh, right, get it on screen. Right. It'll be funny. All right, um, But yeah, so I think we'll um, we're probably okay to wrap it up there. We said this one would probably be a fairly short show. We've discussed some interesting ideas. So I guess wait, keep an eye on the Facebook page to see the player pack come mm. up within the next couple of weeks. Um, you'll yep. see which one's made it in coherency change is not going to be one of them. Don't worry. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, obviously we'll be making announcements as sponsors come on board and get confirmed and stuff like that. We'll obviously yeah. be doing, we'll be doing posts to announce our sponsors and give them obviously some, some air air time because yeah, they're helping to make our event great. So we hope that people see that and go and support them as well. So, um, you'll, we'll definitely be posting them in the, in the lead up to the event. Um,
1: and yeah, especially the, the painting. One, especially the ones that have come along like every year as well. So, yeah, for
0: sure. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, all the price support generally, like we can't do anywhere near the level we can do with, without them. So, um, yeah, it's, um, it's much appreciated and, um, hopefully we can just make this event fifth year, the best year ever, which last year definitely was. So, um, we've definitely got to try and if yeah. we can improve upon that and, um, yeah, the painting competition. Um, will definitely be there as well so for the painters of you out there get working on your entries the four categories that were there last year I can confirm will be there again this year Um, and I think we might add in another one possibly two Mm. um, as well to spread the love there and um, see hopefully even more people kind of embrace that that painting category but that'll all be announced in the next kind of couple of weeks with the player pack
1: yeah cool
0: cool all right. Well, Thanks. as always, you can follow me um, on Twitter if you want at Wounded Mortally. And James, where
1: can people find you? Um, yeah, Instagram at Duke Hadrick, and I'm back on the Twitters lately at Duke Hadrick. Also, um, yeah, sort of kick around on Facebook a little bit, but yeah, Instagram slash Twitter now.
0: And Dan, people can find you making killers fall into a hole and shining flashlights at them on Dead by Daylight.
2: Yeah, <laughs> That, that huntress deserved it. She turned on me. A <laughs> um, <laughs> yes, this video is what I use on my Twitter for the humiliation. What,
0: what is your Twitter?
2: Oh, I don't remember. Um, <laughs> I think it's like yeah. Dan okay. on the Eighty Nine. Someone along those lines. Okay. Well, we'll get, s-
0: we'll get Dan to send us photos of his uh, drukari as well, and we'll put them up on the Facebook. Page Harlequins. As well. Harlequins. Are they not the same thing? Dan on
2: the Eighty Nine. <laughs> I think my top six or seven posts so I'll just do it by day like putting colours in the holes so.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for joining us Dan It's good to have you back
2: really. Nice to speak to you
1: You've been listening to Mortally Wounded Podcast You can contact Chris On Twitter At Wounded Mortally You can contact James on Instagram At Duke Kadrick. Our website is www.orderlywoundedpodcast.com. Check out the shop where you'll find some super sexy swag for your hobby. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next time.
0: Oh, far out. No, this is not going to work. Are you there, James?
1: I'm still here. Can you still hear me?
0: Yeah.
1: Can you hear me? It seems fine. Yeah, okay. Now. <laughs> yeah. I'm just. Okay. Okay. Let's see if that one works. Yeah, right. that seems fine. Cool. Seems to be. Yeah, cool. Yeah. All um, right. So, yeah. So,
0: yeah. I, I basically just said, how about you, James? Are you excited?
1: Yeah, man. Yeah, Very excited. I uh, can't wait for, for Slaughter. Um, just been sending out seamless you know,
2: emails. Sorry, I had to do that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it was even
2: now, you've ruined it because you spoke over you've it. You've ruined it, it's, no one would have ever it's, known. It's you, never you never
1: tell, you never tell the audience, never tell the audience you've had um technical difficulties. No, no, I couldn't
2: hold that one in. We're
1: gonna have to do it again. We're gonna have to we'll do carry it. On. All right,
2: yeah, how maybe it won't be good this <laughs> Oh, George.
0: how about we <laughs> can't laugh now, right. How about you, James? Are
1: you excited? Yeah, Chris, I'm bloody excited, mate. I can't wait till Sydney slaughter. <laughs> Actually, you know, <laughs> no, we you, should, you know what we should do? Instead of, uh, you know how we've got, um, you know, Runax and, you know, the Bendigo boys are like always cracking beers. Yeah. And, you know, the Runax guys talk about what beer they're drinking. Maybe we should just take it up a notch and um, talk about what wine we're drinking. I
2: thought you were going to say drugs, though.
1: <laughs> what, what, what
0: drugs we're taking? Drugs are we taking?
1: I do Panadol. I know. Panadol. <laughs> booster sh- booster shots and Panadol. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, but yeah. Um, I'm enjoying a Kingsdale uh, Autumn Harvest 2020 vintage. It's uh, quite delicious. It's a white wine for those of you who aren't as uh, sophisticated. Um, but uh, this is what we're drinking today, or what I'm drinking today.
2: This is what I'm drinking today. It's a no added sugar up and go, for those of you who are sophisticated.
0: (laughs) And I'm drinking drinking nothing because I've drunk my water.
2: You're drinking shame.
0: Um, I reckon we've got like 15 to 20 minutes left, though, before Mitch and Riley get home. (laughs) And this gets completely
1: derailed. This is going to be a nightmare to edit. (laughs)
0: Uh you just cut the middle it out. keep it though, running
1: so. as
2: it is. It's more interesting. Yeah, it's fine.
0: All right, let's actually try and we'll see where we go. And then yeah. How about you, James? Are you excited?